Welcome to the International Dragon Thunder Summit. And today we have an author of a book called The Dragon Within. And she's also a creator of some beautiful dragon tarot cards. And she's from Reno. I give you Araya Unra. Hey, well, hello. I'm so grateful and excited to be here. Um, we magically scheduled this to be on the solstice. So uh, that to me was really important and special because my dragon intuition, um, I consider my, I call myself the dragon lady. I know there's quite a few of us that feel that around the globe um, are known as that by our, our beloved clients and uh, students. And for me, what does that mean? That means I literally am a dragon. So I want to sort of go into here today, you know, what are the dragons in, are even here for? Who are they? What are they? Who are we that call ourselves dragons? What does that even mean? Um, and just go into what comes off the cuff. And I do feel that because of this special alignment with the solstice, I'm in a space where I know that as I connect into my dragon, you'll probably notice it come through. You'll feel a shift in my eyes where Tana, my, my earth name being Araya, um, Araya Anra, my dragon is known as Tana, and she is a massive water dragon. Um, felt drawn very much to have all of that coloring around me, my beautiful Undaran Aqua um, stone pendant with my dragon. All of that is my connection to bring through the most powerful transmission that I can as I'm talking and realizing that the brain will be busy and distracted listening to that while opening your heart. I encourage you to open your heart as I'm talking and just receive everything that starts flowing from me, my full dragon self into you. So let me just touch on that really quick. What does my dragon self mean? Because many of you out there get, get that, but others are new to dragons, new to like, what do you mean you're a dragon? Um, so in my explanation of it always is that on a soul level, we're, we're created by what I call God, mother, father, God, source, whatever you want to call it, creator. There's a soul created and that soul has a specific form. And that soul form holds geometry, holds sound, um, holds light, holds specific vibration that are your individual characteristics. And whatever realm that soul is created in, I know that mine was originally created in the dragon realms, that my original source form was created as dragon first. That's allowed me to go then and have incarnations in different um, realms be it to be a star being, angelic realms, um, in the fairy kingdoms, uh, in the human realm here on earth, that the longer we evolve as a soul, the more complex our signature gets, um, the more experiences we've had. Oftentimes I will incarnate as dragon and have, and have memory of that in many different planetary systems. Some of you will, will recognize that experience as maybe incarnating as a dragon rider where you're both the dragon and the rider, and they're like a twin flame uh, extension where coming from the same being, they have that union state that whatever happens to one happens to the other, and a lot of people identify with that. I call a difference with dragon rider versus dragon heart, where even though I may have had incarnations as a dragon rider, some at soul level, a dragon rider. My soul level is what I call a dragon heart, where it literally my dragon is, is me, I am my dragon, and we're not separated. This body as Araya is a separate human incarnation from that soul extension, that downline that's having all kinds of experiences throughout the multiverse. Um, and I want to go back and touch on just briefly so people are aware when and where and how does this start? And a lot of the speakers are probably touching on their journey of how the dragons came in. What are the dragons doing with them? Are they coming in as guides? Are they coming in uh, as an experience of themselves in meditation? So just backtracking real quickly, I started working um, with Archangel Metatron early on in beginning of my awakening, actually, it was the winter of 2002, 2003. And within about a year of daily meditation with him, hour to two hours every day he was encouraging me to go into this healing work which is very similar to reiki it's the movement of energy um, but it was 
what I felt was stronger than that. There was something deeper within it. And I could remember, I knew how to work in auric fields. He was showing me and helping me remember what I already knew bodily, like every part of my cellular memory was connected to it. And it was about 2004 that by encouraging me to start working with friends and people in the community with this energy work, that's when the dragons started coming in and they would show up in people's spines. They would show up in the arc field somehow. And that was when they started communicating and connecting with me over the development of that. And I tell the story pretty in more detail in the introduction to the book, but the book is what I want to touch on here because in 2007, the dragons called me forth and said, all right, there's a guidebook that needs to come through people. Not all are ready. The masses aren't ready, but there are those that are ready to awaken and there needs to, we need to put this together. And so I was drawn to Glastonbury actually to exactly where the dragon ley lines are. Didn't know it at the time. Wasn't really aware of dragon ley lines specifically, but I knew I was called to Glastonbury. So I, um, booked a plane ticket, planned on a couple months, but I was like, all right, at least six weeks, um, ended up coming through much faster than that. But when I looked at, all right, where am I going to stay? I need a place to sit and let this come through and, and just type what they want to say. Bed and breakfast, I can't afford that every night. <laughs> I can't do that for three, four, five, six weeks. So I found this magical little place called Paddington Farm Trust. and it's con the walkway to it was like walking the ancient paths of Avalon that woke up so much stuff in my bodily memory. And I found out later while I was there that I could not have been in closer proximity to the dragon ley line for my bed, my sleep space, my workspace. I was literally, I think, 100 meters from the ley line where it passes behind Paddington Farm Trust. And there would have been no other place for me to stay overnight like for a long period that close to the line. So I knew that the magic was working and unfolding. And that was when this guidebook came through. Um, I'll just mention it here briefly. The Dragon Within. And I know that Kevin will put up all the links and stuff. I don't have to go into that. But what that is, is a guidebook to work with them. Because as we come into our relationship with the dragons, whether we are dragon ourselves whether we are star beings that have a specific relationship from having worked with the dragons over lifetimes uh, or on a lot of different projects that um that connection has to get started and we oftentimes need to work with dragons outside of ourselves to get comfortable with the idea that whoa maybe i am a dragon because that can dawn on you quickly or it can dawn on you slowly and if it dawns on you quickly and you're not ready for it you're going to push back and go, no, 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 this dragon stuff. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so um, that was what came through. It was a deeper opening for me. And by working with the elementals or the black and white dragons, dragons of Orion, there's a whole hierarchy of dragons brought through in that. And I've expanded on that through the years of coursework in the last five years. But where that started was a a opening in my own path of my ability to connect in energetically and we can call it mediumship uh, we can call it channeling we can call it just that soul connection of where stuff just started flowing through me and it became much later in the journey that it was actually me realizing it was me talking and sharing my own knowledge on the soul level and it took me 10 years, Kevin, it took me 10 years of actually having the book already out. I published it in early 2008 and it wasn't until 2017, I was letting everything grow organically. It was out in, I had probably over 50 countries where people had purchased the digital download, um, had small print copy, but I finally, I think it was in 2018 that I got it out actually physically out in a nice paperback form, maybe 2019 when I redid it all. But um, I needed that full nine year cycle of my own allowance of accepting what that energy meant. I had a lot of teachings with uh, a background in Christianity. I had um, 
teachings with someone who was talking about divine love and the path to God. And, you know, where does that fit with mother, father, God? I had to reconcile in myself coming from that really deeply spiritual connection to God. Uh, well, what are the dragons? Because a lot of people have all of these myths and legend in our history collectively that slay the dragon and want to you know chase the dragon, hunt the dragon. And that's the reason I know now that all the dragons actually left. They were like, all right, you guys not only are not receiving what we have to give anymore, now you're actually getting really rebuttal about it. And we're going to put the kiboshes, we're going to go into hiding until you're ready to receive what we have to give. And all that history of pushing them away was our ability to go and descend into darkness. It had to happen. We had to go down into the depths of polarized living, fullness of duality, darkness, shadow, uh, treating each other horribly. And now as we come back in at the end of this grand cycle and an ascension opportunity, we're coming into, all right, they're receptive now. What does that mean? And over those 10 years, me learning about myself, my own path, and sort of for a while, for about four years in that, I actually put it all on the back shelf. And why do I share this story? Because some of you are going to have this story. Some of you are going to have this irreconcilable piece in your heart of like, well, I see the dragons, but I can't quite fit it in. I can't find where they fit with God. And that's an important part to me for some reasons in my background. I know that it exists. So I let it all percolate in the background. I was like, all of my teachings are going on the shelf. I'm just going to live. I'm going to, uh, I was, I had a young child at that point. I'm just going to focus on being a mom and 3d lit life and what it's going to lead me to. And the beauty of that was it finally allowed it to, I call it percolating to spit out and show me. And my guides came in and they said, well, you realize that God made all the dragons, right? So they're also part of God. Everything in creation is part of God. So you can't shun it or put it away. They are made of the light. And the beauty about the dragons is when people first experience them, when they have their heart open and they're not afraid, the incredible feeling of love, I can't liken it to anything. Like it's the highest level of unconditional embrace and love that I've ever experienced beyond a dark connection with what I felt was a God experience. And that's a lot of times really hard to reach. And the dragons have come in. And this was a big question I told you I sort of wanted to address is why are the dragons here? And why did it take me in 2017? I had all these things unfold where my own intuition was waking up again and I was being led to do things and do a reflexology certification and get back into your, your spirit connection. And that led to a person that led to a course that led to me finally breaking free of my final piece that was not allowing me to be big and public and be the dragon lady and be a dragon and, and be on Facebook lives and say publicly on social media, yep, I'm a dragon. What do you need to know? And I used to love doing a post called, if you could ask a dragon just one question, what would it be? And then I would actually be the dragon and answer. And it was so amazing to me that as my own connection and merge was happening, that kept deepening as I offered dragon heart courses and such, that I was coming into myself and found that as I kept getting in front of people, and let me just backtrack to what was holding me back, because some of this is going to resonate for some of you out there. I finally had it come into my conscious awareness that what was keeping me from being big and public, even with really putting the book out like on Amazon or, or getting it like where it could be big. And yeah, it's in 50 countries. Maybe it's a handful of people in each country. Let's go bigger. I was terrified, absolutely terrified of being shackled again because my dragon had been shackled and caged so many times. And that memory was so traumatic that it was a very subconscious knowing like, I can't be public with this. I'm going to be put in a cage again. No, 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 no. And when I could work through that and release that all of a sudden insight, start this group. So my um, Facebook group is for the love capital L O V E dragon for the love of dragons. 
I find it very interesting. There is another for the love of dragons group on Facebook that's um, caps and lowercase all the way across. So I didn't know that their algorithms or their system would allow two groups of the same name to be created. But overnight, this is the group to create. Boom, boom, boom. It was in place on Thanksgiving weekend, which is significant energetically here in the States. And unfolding over the next five years, I was shown this is the course you have to do. That started everything. So it's been five years and they, the dragon said, the world is ready. It's taken this long of this organic, just gentle. All right, let's open the gates. Let's open the gates. The world is ready to receive now. They're ready to receive us. They're ready to hear and listen and actually open their hearts for the gifts we have. And that is why the dragons are here. We have an ascension opportunity. The dragons, who are they? They're not just these incredible beings that are coming like, you know, like angels do from the angelic realms, coming from the dragon realms or the rainbow realms, because they exist in many realms, in many forms. I keep discovering more and more lineages and types of dragons that even in five years of constant session work, classwork programs, I still have clients that as the vibration increases and my remembrance increases are coming to me now that are introducing me to more and more kinds of dragons meeting lightning dragons, solar dragons, um, flame dragons of all different colors. It's been incredible to reconnect with all of those. But why are they here? Going back to history of this coming into matter, I actually had a conscious memory in the last couple of years because the further forward we go energetically in our remembrance, the further back we can actually remember solid cellular memory where I was in this space. I couldn't even pinpoint like where in the universe it was. It was just this space. All the dragon commanders were gathered and the dragon king was there. And it was the moment, my whole body's tingling on this. This is my like solid confirmation. People need to hear this. This was the moment. Some of you were commanders there and you will remember this. Woo! Solid confirmation on that. When we said yes to creator, that we would be the volunteers to hold the grids and help create because we're geometric specialists in the creation of this universe. There had to be an underlying sacred geometric form because everything in matter has higher vibrational format that had to come first. Every tree, every person, everything here that is in matter has a sacred geometric form that is its fifth dimensional quantum field and, and the higher vibrations from that. So the dragons were the ones that were able to come in and create all the octaves for all the star systems, all the atmospheric field, everything that would end up being the form of matter for Gaia to hold the conscious body and for humanity to, as a new soul creation, be created a new format. We've got these human beings. There's a divine blueprint form that we're trying to return to and match to after straying so far away from it for the duality experiment. So the dragons are the ones holding the grids. That's why they're so connected to the ley lines. There are, if you imagine a grid like a gigantic spider web interconnected all over, not just the planet, in the planet, all the way through the atmosphere, all the way out to the galactic cosmic universal levels, and then the multiverse, the dragons are the ones in this universe holding those grid points. So every one of those intersections, there's been a dragon in service for all these eons of its existence holding that. That's the level of service and unconditional giving that they hold. So in order for us to finish and complete and move into a fifth dimensional realm, a higher octave that will then be taken over by the um, the Golden Wing Lions, the Lyran system is bringing all the volunteers in for the next. What is embodied of that on the planet, setting up the energetic dynamic for that to happen are the White Lions. They are the nobility of that realm. And so I've been working with the White Lions for the past year, since 4th of July last year, when I had my first retreat with um, the Global White Lion Trust out of Africa, out of South Africa. And the lions have been working because I'm, I'm one of those of the Council of Mu. I'm one of the 12 in the tectonic plates holding that. And there's going to be batons passed. This actually started about three years ago in the external parts of the grid where the dragons are able to pass off. They had their lyran replacement coming in. They work together for a while and they start handing off. What does that handoff do? 
that frees up another dragon in service to come down to the planet to be one of those guiding, guarding, assisting with humanity as they wake up and go, oh my gosh, there's dragons around. Do you know how excited I am that dragons have gone mainstream in movies, in Starbucks drinks, in sushi rolls? Like it's crazy where they're inserting themselves into the consciousness, whether people are a dragon or not, they're all connected through the womb dragon. And uh, this is my pearl. I had the womb dragon on for a while. We all have that within our body format because that's part of the internal grid work. There's a crystalline ball with a um, what I call a womb dragon, beautiful little green black womb dragon that is part of our inner connection to that grid. It's our micro version of that macro internal crystalline core of the planet. And they're ready and here to help us wake up to that. Whether maybe you're a star being, they can still come work with you to help you access and release. Because what do the dragons do? There's angels that can help you release. There's all kinds of beings that come and help us, especially if that's our lineage. But the dragons are expediters of both activation and release. So the dragons can come in and very rapidly, they don't shortcut. As I often say this, they don't shortcut, they don't leave anything out, but they do work the most efficiently, expeditiously possible with you. You can go in and have one session with a black dragon and so much shadow work that you've been trying to release for months or years, boom, gone in a very short meditation. This is their gift. So why are they here? Because we have a time frame in which we can actually get to a certain energetic point, a, what I call a tipping point vibrationally, where our ascension is like, we're going forward. We might not be all the way there yet, but we're going to make it. Because not everybody's meant to go forward with that. Some souls are choosing to stay in a lower density vibration experience. They're going to be a 3D expansion, continuation of this um, for them. But, and this was what I was shown this morning that I found very interesting and was not in my awareness. People often ask, why do I see a dragon eye? I closed my eyes in meditation and one of the first things a dragon did to present itself to me was give me its eye. Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. And I have a new one that came in today I wanna to share. So when they bring their eye forward to you, one, they're making you like known. Yep, they're scanning. They're like, can you see me? I'm here. What is the eye? It's the window to the soul. They're inviting you to look deep into their soul so that you trust them 100%. And then they're also inviting you to look them eye to eye so that they can penetrate you 100%, so that they can actually be invited in and give you the greatest level of their gifts. Because they are here to help you clear out all the old traumas, the stuck residual energies that are keeping you from even seeing the belief system, systems, the patterns, the invisible boxes that you have yourself in that are limiting you from being a fully free autonomous being which is what we all are and we have patterns whether they come from our parents our peers our teachers past lifetimes karmic balancing that have determined our choices and until we wake up consciously to the fact that we have that pattern then we can't change our choice and become more and more free so we might start over here on our central pillar of all right, this is my truth. This is where I align to my soul. But most of us have this experience as human work. I'm so far off of that. I'm totally asleep. I'm just like on autopilot. And you know, how many people get up, they go to a coffee shop on their way to work. They do their nine to five. Um, they get through the day. They relax with the program. They shove some food in their body because they're starving. Maybe they take the time a couple of times a week to cook consciously. But usually we're really, when we wake up, we're over here. And it's a gentle process to keep pulling off, stripping off, stripping off to get to our core. So when I have a program called the way of the dragon heart, it's about coming into who you be. That's what the dragons are here to do. They are helping you to realign whether you are a dragon or not to come into that alignment with your true self by stripping away, by bringing into consciousness and all the lineages of dragons, whether they're love wisdom or power lineage but in that there's all the elementals so the black white crystal there's the gold silver copper of orion there's the um, mercury titanium platinum and sirius these are the ones that i've worked with in the hierarchies that i work through the pleiadians the arcturians the andarans the andromedans um 
they all have different gifts. And as we raise our vibration, we get reintroduced to ones that we're ready to work with. And they just keep expanding on what we've already worked with. All right, let's go up to grade two now. Now let's go up to grade three. Let's graduate to this level. So they come in and they present that eye and they say, are you ready? It's also an opportunity. What I found um, when I was writing the book, I didn't know a lot of the information. At, I was learning and remembering as the book came through. And we went into a whole thing that um, I'm trying to remember. I think I actually added it a couple of years later that was work within the eye of the dragon. Because the dragons, they'll come and be face to face with you. They love to work breastplate to breastplate, brow to brow, so they can really transfer energy. And when they come and present their eye, they're actually offering you a higher level of work where when you go into meditation and so you, you say yes to going in that eye and you can actually also, when you're aware of it, ask them, am I ready to go into your eye? Can we do that? And you'll slide through their pupil and it's like being magnetically drawn from your meditation space into an inner chamber and then a whole new level of work begins. So that's another reason the eye presents. But what astounded me today is I've known for quite some time, and, and I think a lot of people talk about this, that there's an opportunity, there's a window of opportunity for this ascension. That the way the time cycles and the gears work of, all right, this cycle, these five are within this, and we've got these big cycles, we're at the end of a grand cycle where all of these have lined up. An astrologer from uh, the UK, actually, dear friend, explained it to me so beautifully back in 2005 that what's happening now for humanity and the earth is that we have all these small time cycles imagine it like 1250 years five of those makes 6250 years five of those makes you know roughly 26,000 some years five of those makes 125,000 years five of those makes 625,000 years and five of those is like three million years that's what's coming into alignment is the completion of all these sub cycles, like gears of time that are now aligning and have like chinks, like, like a lock that's all opening, like, or a big safe and chink, 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 they all open. And that allows that stream of energy to connect all the way back to source to allow the ascension process to be available. So in that window of opportunity, how long do we have? It's really hard to scale into time because the quantum field doesn't exist. Like time and space only exist in 3D in, in the way that we understand them. It's all about our perception and our journey into that quantum field, into that new earth, fifth dimensional quantum field, whatever you want to term it, is about where our perception point is. So the dragons are helping us broaden that perception point. Well, we knew that something really big happened on the solstice in 2012. Most of us, I know I was expecting like, this is it guys, we're, we're going. And it really was a turning point. But now all this stuff has to play out. So why was today so important? I kept wondering, because I was told like six months at the last um, December solstice, that this solstice in particular was going to have a very big impact. It was going to have, it, it's like a really big marking point. So when I was in session this morning, a beautiful dragon named Abraxinius was speaking with me. She's the dragon of the woman I was working with, one of my dragon hearts. And she was showing me today's solstice and she said, this is the point where the door begins to close. I want you to look back and realize that the last three years, and we knew 2020 was a big shift point a lot of astrological alignments and i don't do a lot of this astrology but i've listened to some really amazing things that align with the information i was getting and explain like these bigger cycles and um like how i love how magenta pixie has talked uh with and i'm blanking on her astrology's friend's name now that i've watched a couple times but these we're in the second third or second of three three-year cycles we've just started it the last three years have been when the gates have been wide open. So imagine that you are letting someone in your front door 
And so you open the door and it's a process of gently opening the door. The door's opening, the door's opening, the door's opening. And then it's standing there fully open while you engage in this conversation. And the conversation completes. And that whole time, the door's been all the way open. So the last three years, from solstice three years ago, the door has been wide open. And now, what do we do? We start closing the door. So what does that mean? I said, well, when did the door open? They said, the door started opening on the December solstice in 2021. Or excuse me, 2012. And I thought, well, I'm going to inquire. You might not tell me because we don't always get the information we ask for. But I said, all right, we don't like to deal in words of time and commitments on time, but when is the door going to close? And without doing any math, may had her figuring out, and she said, the December solstice of 2030. And I was like, well, does that make us the midpoint? Is that, are we actually the midpoint here? Like, I get it. And so as she drew this, it was very interesting because if you would draw an angle up and a flat and an angle up, and she was doing it from two perspectives, and it looked like an eye. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's another metaphor of the dragon eye, isn't it? You're showing me the window of opportunity that we have to get into the soul. The window to the soul, the window of opportunity into the soul. Woo, getting chills on that. So the door has been opening. The energies have been expanding. Boom. We're in three years of massive amounts of expansion. And now what does it mean when the door is closing? What it means is that those that are definitely on a soul level already have chosen they've already chosen which path are they going are they moving in the bifurcation towards the quantum field are they moving towards the continued 3d expansion soul level has already chosen that but we've got this window in which we need to get the work done of our vibrational up sequencing so that we get past a tipping point at which there's no turning back you can't go backwards and slide backwards once you get to this certain vibrational level. And then everything else is the, all right, icing on the cake that it doesn't matter how long it takes you. It can take you a year. It can take you a hundred years. It can take you 10 more lifetimes. But if you're going to, ascend, I shouldn't say that 10 more lifetimes, because if you're going to ascend in this body, it doesn't need to be in this physical body, but our body is now going to live and has the potential to go back to its original blueprint of living 700, 1,000, 1,500 years. You know, the original uh, masters, they, I think there's historic records that Moses and those early um, humans, they actually had much, much longer lifespans than we do now. So 10 lifetimes could actually expand out from this body without being separate lifetimes, right? So as long as we get to that certain vibrational point, and that's where people are getting a nudge. I know I had a nudge last year. It felt like, oh my God, it's go time. And I've had that with certain clients where they've woken up very recently. It's a off the cuff, like, well, it's happening now. I, I, I got to do something. It's that nudge where the dragons are saying, we can work quickly, but you got to go. You got to make the first step. You got to come forward. You got to come towards me. And a lot of us feel that at different points of our journey of like, there's an acceleration happening there. I got to do something. And we get really inspired by, all right, I'm going to focus on my meditation. I'm going to do some more shamanic journey work. I'm going to follow this path for a while and read about these um, beings because that's going to help me remember stuff. We don't know it at the time, but hindsight, we see how the breadcrumbs led forward to that. And what they were showing me today is this importance of this day is that it's the completion of that last three years of the door being wide open. And now as that suddenly closes, it's not panic time. It's not uh, anything to worry about, but it's just an awareness that the window of opportunity will close. What does that mean? That between now and then, there's going to be something that is um, that indicator for us of meeting that merge point. I call it zero point or singularity point of where we actually get to that gateway and like opening the inner door. Um, it's like in those hotel rooms where the rooms can be adjoined. And so there's two doors so that you have to actually open both to have the rooms adjoined. And our Xenius is showing today, she said, you know, it's sort of like that when you get to that merge point and we've, I've talked for a couple of years now about the zero point and, and different levels of explanation that, and insight that have come forward to help us remember that uh, as I've been in classes with my dragon hearts and my quantum flight groups in the last couple of years. But it's, it's like every explanation keeps getting broadened and added to 
and the experience being brought more tangibly into the body to be cellular so that we start to really glass like it's not just my energy body experiencing it now it's moving down to my emotional body down to my mental body all the way into my physical cells because that's going to be what has to happen for us to literally biologically shift from carbon to silica and actually integrate the light body all the way into this format so what she said is your dragon if you're or your higher self whatever format you are for me it's dragon so i say my, my dragon is there already opening the door at that zero point gateway from the other side but my readiness to move forward isn't just about my intention or my heart saying yes all of the stuff in my body has to be ready to open to what that perceptual awareness actually means and gently be stair-stepped forward into what that is experientially to drop it all the way into my cells. And she's saying, and that's where you will be ready to open the door from your side. And boom, we actually have that union moment. And it's no longer just a singular moment because we've had moments of touching, but it's the permanence. The doors are open and we're there. So I know that I tend to talk sometimes it's sort of in circles where I start somewhere, but I always wrap around to complete everything that I touched on. So I feel, I hope that I did um, touch on everything. Um, it feels like that was a really big message that dragons wanted to get out today. And also that it's time for us to be coming together. So one of the things um, in my desire to participate in this and the instant, like as soon as I knew about it, wow, I want to be, I'm, I'm in on that, um, is what we were discussing before we uh, officially started here, Kevin, was this idea of coming together in community where it's drawing the dragons that are awake and vocal and out there that have all their individual circles and to start gathering that momentum together. My body's really lit up on this that it's about coming together in community because what is the new earth about? What is the vibration sequence of the quantum field? It's a communal harmonic. We are moving into crystalline, why? Because our true nature, our true format is crystalline. The original divine blueprint of humanity is a crystalline DNA format that can actually transcend into diamond. But by being in that crystalline format, which can be a conductor, it's the, it's the higher vibration of the water dragon, which is my water lineage. We're conductors. That crystalline format is the conductivity of the light signal coming in from source, from creator, mother, father, God. That is the constant connection that we have that we've been separated from. So everything in our world in 3D is about individual, about being separated, alone, isolated, polarized. So if we really look at what is the quantum field that's taking us into a communal harmonic, what does that mean for us individually? As we migrate towards our true center, as we come into our true self and our crystalline format, we become interconnected. Not only are we interconnected with our full self, which means I know and connect with my entire upline of incarnational experience, all the way to my soul level. So every branch of my tree that I have out there, I will have conscious awareness of. And those flashes have started happening for me where I'm like looking at a landscape and I realize that there's other aspects of myself on a different planetary system or star looking out at a wild landscape simultaneously okay so when we start having that bandwidth of connectivity not only to ourselves but then also to the community because the new grounding mechanism in Gaia is no longer like roots of a tree that we ground into her and become this more like a, a parasitic using that earth energy even if we're giving some back not all are most aren't it moves into a symbiotic where She's got a network now of crystalline that we're connecting into. You have to be crystal to match with the crystal. And all of a sudden, what does that do? It's transparent. Crystal is transparent. It allows interconnectivity so that everything in my field that I have as deep soul knowing and information and knowledge gets shared into that because I step in and it's like stepping into a snowflake or 
if you visualize a snowflake of a crystalline root network that goes in every direction, like a massive IT network. And I love how technology is what's brought it forward for us. Technology and being able to connect like this all over the globe, it's what's made it happen. And often the computer and technology world analogies are the best way to explain what's happening in the spiritual vibrational realm. It's really amazing how that so many analogies come through over the years that use the computer technology, expanding our hard drive, like putting a new operating system in. But this of uh, this crystalline network that is, I'm crystalline and I connect in, all of a sudden I'm plugged in, I can't hide anything. So translating that down to what does that mean in our interactions with everybody around us? It means we become transparent. We have nothing to hide. I no longer hide myself because I am truly me. I am autonomous. I'm free to be me. I lovingly am respectful of you being you. And it takes us into a different way of interrelating collectively that then becomes a harmonic that is collective. It's really beautiful to see that unfolding. And so when this, that you've been called by your guides to put together, I see as the seed point and wow, ooh, they're just hitting me with this information right now. The seed point of community as the door begins to close is about bringing us together so that that bandwidth gets bigger and bigger and bigger to encompass and magnetize towards us. Every one of those souls that on a soul level said, has said, yes, I'm ascending but hasn't woken up yet. So the signal is so strong from all of us coming together. I'm getting actually emotional right now. <laughs> my whole body is lit up. This is when my body gets confirmation, head to toe tingles. And I, I can feel the emotion coming on of seeing and feeling how the larger pods of connectivity that we create are gonna be what draws and magnetizes because we become magnetic. Our electromagnetic field when we are aligned to our true self is so strong. That's why you start to manifest so quickly and easily. That's why your telepathic signal starts getting so vivid and vibrant. And you're aware, like right now, like thinking of someone and they're there. And this opportunity comes together when you're just thinking of it. Everything aligns because our electromagnetic field becomes the true generator that it is. And when we come together globally and why this is happening that you're putting together, Kevin, is to get that global massive networks starting to interface and get the signal that much stronger to pull in every one of those souls that have said, yes, I want to awaken. Yes, I know I'm going, but they just haven't popped yet. They haven't had that breadcrumb come in, that, that heart conversation come in, that whatever, you know, for me, my awakening was out of the blue. It was like this feeling energetically in the, uh, like a hand in the middle of my back saying, quit your job what? I just got a mortgage and two horses and 20 chickens and two cats and a dog to feed and 10 acres to pay for it. What do you mean quit my job? But I couldn't resist it. Within two months, I was like out the door going, all right, you better tell me what I'm going to do then to support myself. And they said, this is the time you need to meditate. This is your reconnection point. And not everybody needs to go through that in their journey. I ate a lot of rice and out of my own garden and beans and stuff for two years and live very, very simply, very minimally. So grateful that I was able to do that. Because I also know what it is to be so simple in life. And I've also had experience now in the last five years with the Dragon Sport of actually having abundance flowing where I can do a lot more things and provide a lot more things and experience a lot of different things. And I'm like, wow, both ends of the spectrum. Isn't that what it's all about? We're supposed to have all that experience so that as we move forward, we're not afraid of anything. We're able to empathize and be compassionate and embracing to every level, whether it's homeless or billionaire. It doesn't matter. I see your soul. That's the communal harmonic. And that's what's going to bring everybody into their pop open moment because we're coming together. And I do think that it's going to build into bigger and bigger gatherings that aren't just digital, that become actually coming together. And I'm just beyond excited for that. So whew, I'm going to breathe there and just see, I feel like there's a transmission that was starting to come uh, through throughout, but I feel like there's a direct piece that wants to come through. A lot of times that's a pure energetic, but there is active ocean codes that happen when 
dragon light language comes through. So if that wants to come, I'm gonna allow that to flow as well. Nihandar niahaktala, mar iagandaishamor, ni ardana ni achto, mor kia nailala, or dia na shainara hatumi, or dia natu, bargiandole na hashti mar. Boheshano, i gandole mor ikata ain, ashenoma or. All of us opening to receive that, even myself receiving from myself a greater level of opening into your next expansion in your journey so that you are ready for the next leap forward, quantum leap forward. Intending that for you. So grateful to be received. I gotta say, I never know what's gonna come. And always so grateful when there's something profound because I had an inkling that there would be something profound. So uh, hoping that got received by as many as were meant to receive it and be activated by it. <sighs> Do you feel like I forgot to mention anything? Did I raise any questions for you that I wanna touch on before we're done here, Kevin? That was absolutely amazing. The whole the whole way through, my, my my body was fizzing and my hair was standing on end. The truth shiver was there. Mm. It, was, it was gorgeous. And, and when you you became the dragon at the very end, I I I saw I looked into your eyes and I just sort of disappeared into your eyes. I was like, whoa! And it, yeah, you can see her. Just whoa, came out. Was like whoa. Yeah. So isn't it cool that five years ago, I was terrified to let her be seen. Mm. And in my own journey and progress, I'm to the point of oh, you can fully see her. And there will be those amongst you that can see her full dragon form. Uh, my full dragon form here, my horns, my tendrils, my beautiful scales, uh, the aquamarine, uh, green, blue. Oh, she's, she's incredibly colorful. Um, yeah, a lot like, I know that's why I was inspired to wear this shirt today. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm just so grateful that this is coming together. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm sure everyone's going to be following you now. And uh, obviously all the links will be there. So uh, everyone can buy your book and your cards and, and find out right. about their dragon heart. Uh, I'm certainly inspired yeah. to learn more. I will just mention those briefly since you touched on them. It's interesting. So the canvases that are behind me, I have probably 25 of the images in this room of the dragons because having them in my space, it, this room is such off the charts vibration that I always work in. Um, but the dragon deck came through in its own process. And I'll just touch on it because this is an amazing thing to be aware of, of what your, of each of you that are listening, your individual dharmic purpose and what you're here to bring through. It might be a creative thing like this. It might be a service. It might be just the way that you be in the world, but you have to trust it and listen. And if I had tried to push this to come out when I wanted it to, um, let's say I released it, August, 2021, it was all through 2020 that I was having the artwork done. Nicholas Alejandro Pena, winner of best debut artist in the Carta Awards for 2022 deck. The deck was nominated as best, one of the best decks. Um, and they had the greatest number ever submitted, super excited over 45 decks. Um, but the beauty of that project unfolding and for some reason this needs to be shared was I envisioned having it done by that summer. And then the artwork was done by August, much later than I planned, but it you know, needed to roll out. And then I sat literally, I thought, all right, like the book, I'm going to Glastonbury. It literally came through in three weeks. Boom, boom, boom. The dragons were there. They were ready. Boom. All the messaging, perfect. Very little editing on the book after. So here I am in August of 2020 thinking, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are we going to have some information? What do you want to say for each card? What's, what are we doing? It wasn't until January 6th 
of 2021, I waited over four months when they said, sit down. And I think three dragons came forward that day. Very quick, because the message on the cards, they're short, they're a page in the book, in the little booklet. Um, so you can see just all the artwork of the incredible cards. I love that Metatron's cube was the one happening to sit on top today, talking about all that geometry, interesting. But the book, you know, just simple, short messages with each of the dragons. And it took about a month and a half to two months. I couldn't push it, I couldn't pull it. Three dragons would come one day, the next day one dragon, three days later six dragons, until I had all 45. And they showed me, they said, do you see the difference in the energy? And I realized after January 6th, because there was a big um, opening, January 6th, 2021, and I wanna say that it was connected with the um, ceremony happening in Uluru right before that. And they said the energy of 2020 was all about the destruction of the old. It's the breaking apart. We didn't want the deck out in the destruction break apart energy. We wanted to be in the new foundation building energy. So everything flowed coming into 2021. So if you have something that's brewing that you know is like something you're bound to bring through, you know the pieces are there, let it percolate as it needs to and wait for that divine voice that even like Kevin, his guides came and said, you need to put this together now. It's you. Oh, okay. And then it flows because it's time. It's gotta be its perfect timing. And everything has a perfect timing, even what your soul is creating, that it's up there in the ethers. You're connected to your soul. Maybe you're very intuitive. You know it's there, but you have to let it translate through into what this timeline stuff has to do with it of where it gets inserted. Just trusting and following that intuitive guidance. We're moving into the heart. All the next six months is about heart opening, really being in that heart alignment, listening to it. What is your flow? What does your heart say? Not your brain, not your calendar, not your mother, not your boss, not your client that's got an appointment. What is your heart saying is right in this moment? And are you listening to it? What's the motivation? Is it heart motivation or is it a duty motivation, a something else? If it's something else, you're being asked right now to learn how to put it aside until your heart says, all right, it's time. Go. All right. I'll get off my soapbox and stop because I can go for hours. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure, Kevin. Thank you for letting me be part of this. Thank you very much. Beautiful messages. Thank you very much. Righty. Bye for now, everybody.